the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking financial issues. A lot of stock market, a lot of 401k, a lot of growth sectors. Let's bring in someone who does this on a deeper dive than I do on a regular basis. Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. Been with the show for 20 plus years, long time, showing our age and our wisdom. <laughs> Your, your your page one today started, Pat, showing some restraint. That doesn't sound good. It sounds like we should have good news, but we should be blowing higher, but showing some restraint. What what put those words in your head this morning? Well, uh, good morning, Rob. It's, it's really just kind of a, a impression that the, there was a lot of good earnings news again, and you have you know one of the largest companies in the market by capitalization, market capitalization, that being Microsoft, uh, and then right you know, behind it, Alphabet, delivering some really, really nice earnings results. Uh, and and yet you have the broader market that's just kind of, you know, flattening out here and not really getting a lot of juice out of those respective reports. And so I think it was just uh, an exercise of restraint, knowing that the market had already run uh, so sharply this month. And uh, and one could argue that, you know, the good news was was priced into the rally we've seen in the month of October. Uh, and certainly off the lows from October 4th. And so uh, so it's just a little hesitation here, just kind of a, a, a probably an awareness that the market's likely, you know, ripe for a consolidation period after that big run. And when you, you see it not react strongly to really good news, like we got from Microsoft and Alphabet, then it just kind of sets off a signal for others to kind of like probably, you know, take a step back and relax for a little bit um, and not try to force the, uh, the prices higher like they have been uh, all month. Now, with that said, there's some winners and losers inside of those internals. And on an earlier segment, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Um, I talked about McDonald's now 25 years ago when I got into this business. I absolutely would not buy a stock like McDonald's because there has to be better restaurants growing faster with better quality food that's not making us fat. And man, have I been wrong. But I've, I've joined the train 15 years ago. But that is a performer. What do you think about old old blue chippers like McDonald's? Just show the young kids this is how you how you lead and step out of the way. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, McDonald's has has a uh, an illustrious history. I mean, it's been around for a really really long time, and yep. you know, which uh, what I'm driving at is that it's it's operated through uh, all kinds of cycles, business cycles, and through all sorts of situations and. I think it's just uh, you know reflection of when you have good management in place uh, with uh, you know good uh, planning methods and uh, and a successful strategy to execute on those plans, good things tend to happen and uh, and they've you know created a nice value proposition uh, for for a lot of consumers you know who don't have necessarily the same aversions to uh, uh, that. I don't know if food quality is the right phrase, but I think you know what I'm saying to, you know, more healthy, healthier eating habits. But, you know, they have a value proposition that's clearly resonating and a menu that's resonating. And, you know, you see good, 
good, strong results there with global comps. I believe they were up close to 13% year over year. Um, and it's just, it is impressive. And the stock's trading higher and, and deservedly so. Do you ever have any of those regrets where you go, I wish I didn't have that opinion when I was younger? Like, for instance, even Tesla losing too much money. Rational people like you and I tend to steer clear of that because we've seen it end really, really badly. McDonald's, not the greatest food. Do you have any regrets that come to mind? Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, I look at Microsoft today, right? Remember yeah. uh, how, you know, the, the death of the PC and, you know, Windows operating was, you know, was no longer going to be, you know, what it was. And, uh, you know, it uh, wasn't that long ago, all things considered, you know, probably six, seven years ago, maybe something like that. I mean, Microsoft could have been had for under, you know, $30 a share. And, you know, today it's printing above uh, $300 for share. And again, it goes to show that, you know, it's a company that uh, uh, has just excellent management in place now with uh, a new transformational strategy and uh, and their penetration into the cloud has just been utterly impressive. And, and the market clearly is rewarding the company for it. But, yeah, that's one of those, you know, it's a stock that um, – own indirectly through through mutual funds, but it's one I wish you know you, you sit there and you're like man that that's easy money because <laughs> you know they're just a, a financial fortress here and uh, uh, and uh, I didn't pull the, the plug on that stock on an individual basis. That's funny. That's easy money. I just got a big insight into you on that one, sir. Um, take a look <laughs> further on your page one article this morning. Okay, morning update. Uh, earnings season, we're, we're pretty deep into it at this point in time. How are we feeling um, going into 2022, I would suppose? Well, I, you know, going into 2022, I think the market, again, is, is there's a little bit of hesitation uh, because yeah. uh, 2021 has been, has been so great. Uh, and the third quarter reporting period here has unfolded uh, a lot like the prior two quarters. Uh, the, you know, the average earnings beat isn't quite as impressive as it was. Um, I think it's about 10% versus 20% in the prior quarter. But, but you know, that aside, you're still looking at, you know, year over year uh, growth close to 35%. And, uh, and one of the nice things we're hearing out of this third quarter reporting period is that, you know, most companies are calling attention to the, you know, impact of supply chain pressures and, and rising input costs, but most companies are also still calling attention to the fact that demand remains robust and, and consequently they're able to pass through price increases to help offset some of those cost pressures and preserve their profit margins. And, and that's helped the market kind of, uh, I think, uh, you know, rally to the, the recent record high that we've seen. Now, now looking at, you know, 2022, uh, the comparisons will be much more challenging and they uh, presumably will be more challenging because, you know, the interest rate backdrop should be more challenging. You know, we should see a Federal Reserve that um, uh, that is shifting away from its uh, uber dovish policy to something less dovish. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see the front end of the Treasury market, you know, reflect a little angst about some of that policy tightening that uh, that it thinks is going to get pulled forward into 2022, uh, and uh, so it's just something to be you know on the lookout for. And and when you have a market sporting a full valuation here, uh, going into a year where you're likely to see some deceleration in earnings growth, not necessarily not a decline, but just a deceleration, 
uh, it does cause create some cause for pause in terms of how much one is willing to pay up for those earnings at this point when you have a market at a record high. Now, COVID-19 is getting an interesting um, situation coming right now. The FDA advisory panel voted in favor of recommending the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID vaccine for 5- to 11-year-olds. You know, what are your thoughts on where we are in this COVID? It's been 20 months now. Is that about right? 21 months mm-hmm. of it's kind of a new variable for you and I. It's something we've never had to deal with in our investing careers. Right. And, and, you know, just looking at it through the, you know, the lens of a market analyst, um, it, it does appear that what the collective wisdom of the market has determined is that it's a, uh, uh, it's something that it's growing comfortable with because of the efficacy of the vaccines here. Um, the, the problem for the stock market will arise when there, you know, if, if there's ever a variant that, basically renders the uh, existing vaccines ineffective and leads to, you know, more severe disease, hospitalization, and increased death, uh, even amongst vaccinated individuals. So uh, that, that's the risk factor uh, as it relates to, I think, the market's perspective on, on COVID. But as of right now, with the market at, at a record high, you know, feeling better that the impact of the Delta variant wave seems to be dissipating now, uh, and you're, you know you're hearing more uh, about um, you know therapeutics to help treat COVID, and then uh, Merck's oral um, you know pill to help uh, treat uh, the symptoms, and you know the continued efficacy of those vaccines out there from Moderna and Pfizer and even Johnson and Johnson. Uh, there's clearly a comfort level right now with the market at a record high that uh, that that's going to be. Uh, enough, if you will, to uh, steer us through to the other side and get back to that uh, high, higher degree of normalcy that we once saw before the pandemic hit. What's interesting to note about that is I remember when Genentech started getting breakthroughs in breast cancer and lung cancer treatments, I was like, I should start smoking. With what you just said about the breakthroughs in COVID testing and COVID uh, safety pills and vaccinations, I'm like, I should go start kissing people. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into too much trouble. We've got about a minute and a half. Any last thoughts? Just, yeah, just make sure you're kissing people you know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Otherwise, fair you could enough. have some problems. So, um, um, Yeah, you know, one of the things that uh, that's going to start to become uh, more of a buzz factor, if you will, is I think is this uh, renomination uh, element for Fed Chair Powell. Um, the White House is yet to announce uh, if, if Mr. Powell is going to be renominated and uh, and if they go with another candidate that's uh, more palatable to the progressive side of the Democratic Party, um, there could be some increased volatility here in both the, the stock and bond markets. So I'm waiting to see what happens there. And then also keeping a close eye on the Treasury curve. Uh, so that flattening activity is certainly peculiar at this juncture uh, as it reflects some of the angst about a potential policy mistake from the Federal Reserve. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. I'm a little too comfortable with it when I started bringing up some of the topics I did, but it shows a good long-term relationship. You can find Patrick and the whole staff at briefing.com. They're a big organization. They give a lot of financial news. They're a reliable source of domestic and international news when it comes to markets and economies. I really like the site. I can spend 15, 20 minutes scrolling the site. They have something called in play, and I can take a look at what was breaking news throughout the day, or what did they see as financial breaking news. It's 
pretty good way to get caught up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Yesterday we had an update on all three major markets. A lot going on. Uh, Ten-year treasury was sitting at 1.6. We're kind of watching that and seeing what we can accomplish with where it is at levels on a weekly and monthly basis. Bitcoin was a little bit lower yesterday, 61,990, still having a very, very good year. Facebook down almost 4%. There's talk amongst us Wall Streeters now that there's no way that Mark Zuckerberg is going to be able to survive some of the damaging blows that are coming towards the company from the news media. And the board is at some point in time going to have to ask him to step down and become chairman, maybe CEO of the overall company, but move away from Facebook and internal police and afoot Facebook. But more on that probably later. Maybe if we don't get to it, it's a developing story regardless. But there's growing chatter that this is his time to step aside very, very soon. Maybe if he wants to focus on Meta and be the goofball CEO that I talked about yesterday. Elon Musk's fortune grew to nearly $290 billion. (laughs) Isn't that something? Some Democrats have floated a billionaire's tax to make Musk and his Perrier drinking peers feel a little bit more hate, share a little bit more with the government. We'll see where it goes. It's... Big-time attempts right now to offset the Biden spending bill that sits at $1.75 trillion. The tax would likely target a smaller group of individuals than any other American tax in history, when you're just targeting billionaires. They've played with ideas of people who earn at least $100 million in income for three consecutive years. It could apply to... About 700 Americans. So it does seem a little weird, <clears throat> just a little bit weird concept-wise. I'm not telling you I'm not against it or for it. But it does seem odd that the government's like sitting, okay, how can we make some money? How can we get some money to spend? How can we get some? Who, who, who do we got? Smokers? No, no. Too many Americans smoke. How many? How much? <laughs> people who drink soda. Oh, no, 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 no. Too many people drink too much soda. Um, but this is also kind of interesting because – these elected politicians get a lot of campaign finance money from people who make $100 million a year. I don't know if there's an answer. I just think there's compromises. The existing tax system is set up in such a way that the ultra-wealthy can dramatically lower their tax burden by getting compensated in stock options rather than a salary. You know, when you hear a CEO like Zuckerberg or Sergey Bread make $1 a year, I'm reducing my salary to $1 a year. But they're getting $100 million in stock options. Is that really reduced? Then they're taking out a low-cost loan against those stock options. 
it's a great way to, to not embezzle money. Notice how I went that direction, but it's a great way of juggling or engineering your finances. Anyhow, um, a lot of economists are saying this is the worst tax proposal and least thought through ineffective attempt to rewrite the tax code. I would say a compromise will get done, but the Democrats are compromising a lot. They can't work with each other, and the Republicans certainly don't want to work with either of them. So I'm talking about the liberal Democrats and the moderate Democrats aren't working well together. And the Republicans say, you guys keep fighting. Keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, what else is out there as far as big stories of the day? A stunning 50% of all Dune's domestic box office sales last weekend came from premium formats, including IMAX, Dolby, 4DX. IMAX itself accounted for 22.5% of all the market share. Um, a Dune sequel was confirmed yesterday, which I think is good news because that was a series of books that really needed more than more time to tell the story, so to speak. Um, in a new stand-up show posted on his Instagram, Dave Chappelle praised the streaming company and its co-CEO for sticking with him in the face of backlash. Chappelle's had virtually all other platforms and film festivals have withdrawn their invitations to air his documentary made in the summer 2020. It's, it's, I went to a Paul Mooney show, and if you ever want to look up a comedian, um, he's dead. He was one of the In Living Color comedians. I felt so uncomfortable at the show being Caucasian. But I understood the biting sensibilities behind it. But me and my girlfriend at the time were like, um... Are they going to kill us? Are they going to go mob crazy on us? Because <clears throat> anyhow, comedians can make you feel uncomfortable for sure. The home of the future might look a lot like toothpaste. 100 3D printed homes are set to be squeezed out of a nozzle in the Austin area in early 22. 2022. That's a tough one to say, right? A lot of twos in that. Forming the largest 3D printed neighborhood in the United States. Um. If you've never seen a 3D printer work, it's pretty fascinating stuff. My dentist showed me how, um, what are the molars? Not, not a molar, how they basically do implants. And implants used to have a, man, if you went to college and you became a, a dentist, artist, technician, someone who could craft uh, implants in a lab, that's big money until 3D printing came along. So 3D printed homes, Hopefully, you can build cheaper building methods and more environmentally friendly. Um, Lennar, 3D printed homes, according to Lennar, big home builder, huge home builder, right? They said 3D printed homes will be priced similarly to other homes in the Austin area. The city recently described as the capital of homes selling at super premiums. Robinhood shares tanked 8% last night after they reported earnings. They badly whiffed on revenue targets. One of the things that I tend to say, I'm not always true to it, but I tend to say, I don't buy IPOs in the first year. When I was 35, I said, I don't date girls who are 18. I wait till they're 25 at least. Like I was trying to give weird comparisons of what's appropriate and what's not. And you, with face, not with Facebook, with IPOs, you kind of have to give them a year of making some mistakes. Alphabet, the parent company of Google, 
nearly doubled its profit from the previous quarter, and it posted its largest revenue increase in 14 years on the back of a strong digital ad environment. Microsoft had a great quarter. YouTube, TikTok, and Snap representatives testified before Congress about steps they're taking to keep kids safe online. Winter Olympics, 100 days and counting. Are you ready for some now? It just doesn't, I don't know. Ooh, but we'll get to see the majesty of China. Magical, magical. Luna has designed comfy sets out of naturally thermoregulated washable silk. Yes, washable silk has been invented. Opulent affairs in opulent times, right? Who knew that we needed washable silk? That's what I have. That's my question. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money investing and more. One of the top stories today is McDonald's stock is moving higher. McDonald's got a big boost, ultimately, from higher prices, celebrities, and chicken. When I got into this industry 25 years ago, I swore I would never buy something like McDonald's. I swore I would never like it. I'd be like, that's not a restaurant. That's processed food that's been processed. The processing has been processed. Like, I had a... a, I'm a young person. We could do better than this kind of attitude. And I'll be honest with you that there's been some big winners out there. Companies like Cheesecake Factory, P.F. Chang's. They became better stories for me to tell on the air. Did you know that P.F. Chang's, P.F. stands for Paul Fleming, which is a big steakhouse Fleming's in New York City. And there's nothing Chinese about P.F. Chang's. It's just they bring in some plaster and they make things that look like it was, you know, brought from the Ming dynasty. So I swore that I would always find the better story out there. And every now and then one of them truly, truly comes along, Chipotle, and outdoes McDonald's. You know what's interesting about Chipotle? They were owned by McDonald's and McDonald's spun them off at way too cheap of a price. Big, big mistake. Now, I like shares at McDonald's. I can't, if you can't beat them, join them. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit more about McDonald's. Higher menu prices, celebrity meals, chicken sandwiches. That's what they did as well. Sales at global restaurants opened at least 13 months, jumped 12.7% compared to the same period last year. Total revenue jumped 14%. How did McDonald's jump revenue 14%? Because they get the same thing that you and I get, higher ingredient costs. They're having to pay for the labor that's demanding $15, $16, $17, $18 an hour to come to work. McDonald's was well positioned with their drive throughs for the pandemic, and they're still well positioned. I grew up – Happy Meals were invented after me. So if you want to figure out my exact age, you could kind of figure it out. But I grew up knowing that, you know, McDonald's was going to make a partnership with Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, 
come into McDonald's, get your Luke Skywalker glass. And I'm getting like, Mom, I need a Luke Skywalker glass for limited time only. Chewbacca. Like, they knew how to push kids' buttons. And to this day, you have kids 10 years ago and you go, I'm not going to ever take them in McDonald's. It's evil. It's processed food that's processed and salted on top of the process. And then you learn on road trips that they got gyms, jungle gyms on the outside of the restaurants. And you're like, well, I have to urinate and my kid needs an energy release. So ding, 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 ding. Let's get some a milkshake. And then you turned it into the, from the milkshake to go ahead, do the burger. Go ahead. I said we'd never do this. If you start fighting with your spouse. McDonald's reported that transactions or the number of orders being placed were positive in the quarter compared to last year and that order sizes have gotten larger in the United States. Chipotle has been raising their prices this year as well. They reported a sales spike in the third quarter. I like both companies and both companies are really well positioned for the peer to peer, the Uber and the Lyfts and the DoorDashes delivery services. But McDonald's one ups Chipotle right now. They've made musical artists partnered, featured partners is the word I want to say. And I, I'm old because I don't know who these people are, but my kids can school me. Saweetie, BTS, that one I know. Jay Balvin, Travis Scott. I didn't know Travis Scott until he did the Super Bowl. as kind of like U2, Coldplay, Madonna, and Travis Scott. Salute America. Travis Scott meal was so big when they did it as a feature platform that they ran out of some ingredients. Burger King and others have since announced their own celebrity partnerships, but not as well as McDonald's. It's as if McDonald's has people working in LA and figuring stuff out. You're like, but aren't they kind of a middle of the country kind of company? Nope. McDonald's chicken sandwiches introduced earlier this year have also helped with the new sandwiches. The burger chain has jumped on the trend that helped increase sales at rivals like Papa's. I grew up on the East Coast for a lot of it. Most of my life was over in Europe. But the advertising that you consume as a teenager sticks with you, telling you that advertising works. It really does. Um, I can give you two examples. My mom really liked like Nestle chocolate bars. And when she grew up on television and radio, the advertising was, N-E-S-T-L-E, Nestle makes the very best chocolate. I know you're saying your mom was kind of white trashy, probably a little bit there in, in the chocolate category. Probably true. Um, but she really liked that sock puppet. Do you remember when pets.com came out? I got a sock puppet for my sister or something like that. And I learned that it was based on Farfel the dog, and Farfel was the representative of Nestle. These, these facts are a little loose, but they're, they're close enough to the truth. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. And the other marketing one is there's a commercial of Popeye's and there's a lot of Popeye's fried chicken in the uh, south of the United States. It's them and Kentucky fried chicken go at it. And Popeye's is probably a little bit more mm, black centric as far as their advertising goes. Like, come on and get the mashed potatoes and finger or not finger looking because that's the, the kernel. But you get the idea. Um. Love that, love that chicken from Popeyes, and it's always like an exaggerated Popeyes. Anyhow, marketing does work. So McDonald's is—I'm not going to say they're on to something, but I'm going to say if they're not broke, don't try to fix it. 
And as an investor, remember I got into this industry in the 90s. Um, let's see what the stock in the 90s was $10, $9.50. Now it's 240 I would say that's as good as Amazon on some levels. It's not, but it's amazing. It looks glorious and some things happen. We got our quality control and manufacturing under wraps, but they also started opening more stores in more countries. I have no shame saying that McDonald's is a long-term nice idea. And even though I don't want my kids eating at McDonald's, I would have them invest in McDonald's if they were to say, and I say, son, put your hand on the investing Bible. And repeat after me. Raise your right hand. I will own the stock for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I will collect a 2.3% dividend yield and watch its equity appreciate. Well, that's until the Democrats come along and figure out how to tax you, my son. But thank you for raising your hand and saying that. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. All things financial. Tell friends. Spread the word. I have a big new update on Rob Black's show with an interview from EP Wealth's Adam Phillips, Director of Portfolio Strategy. He is way smarter than me. He's more of a bullet shot. I'm much more wide picture when it comes to market commentary. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. At times, I could be goofy, and I forget that a lot of our loved ones have died of COVID-19. A lot of our loved ones have died of the flu. doesn't matter how they die. It's that, you know, there's things that we need to process. And I, I sometimes forget that I have an audience who has human emotions, and I do a show for me. Because that's how I process is I like to work through things. Elsewhere out there, uh, let's throw in an Elon Musk story. He's concerned about the short-term rise in inflation, but that doesn't stop him from enjoying things like avocado toast and fancy coffee. I wonder why. With his net worth over $300 billion, he'll pay a little bit extra for the avocado toast, which I don't get the craze. Love me avocados, but not a craze. Okay, so here's an interesting thought for you. Oil's at $85 a barrel, right? We're moving into a cold winter. What could move oil higher and natural gas higher? That's right, a cold winter. This could create headwinds for the S&P 500 and require a more active investing approach to protecting your gains from inflation. Energy prices are rallying right now. Oil has surged 76% year-to-date. Bank of America analysts don't expect the trajectory to change anytime soon because we're going into cold weather. Now, if we have one of those, you know, uh, scenarios where a winter blast, an Arctic blast hits New York for a week, 22 people have died because of no heat in their apartments. If we get any of those, you're going to see energy explode higher in the short term just as winter starts to break into spring. It's a tricky investment situation. I'm very sympathetic to people wanting to invest here as a trade. And I'm telling you what, how I, I just told you how I think it plays out. I think we get a $100 barrel oil. If we get a super cycle of cyclones or hurricanes or Arctic freezes, 
it's tough for me to say in the short term, this is the way to invest because based on weather, that seems to be an odd way to gamble. It's um, for me, it's an odd way to gamble. You can look at some companies that are benefiting right now and I'll throw down a couple for you like Chevron all time high Conoco Phillips Chevron at an all time high. Yeah, I think it just barely got there. Um, Conoco Phillips, Devon Energy, Diamondback Energy, all companies that have kind of a play in uh, relieving the short-term demand for energy. I'm not saying this is the way you go if you want to do a trade, but their stock prices are reflecting a high price of energy right now. And if there's a spike in energy, I think it would spike as well is the simple, very basic thought. I like to sit down and think after the fact and Squid Games and Netflix is one of the ones that have really made me think. Do you know the biggest shows on Netflix? Bridgerton, Squid Games, Money Heist. Um, they're not retreads. They're all very original shows. The Queen's Gambit. Squid Games now has passed over 140 million uh, people have watched it. I don't know if that's from beginning to end. It involves some sort of watching it. On the last night of Mayor of Easttown on HBO, HBO got 4 million. Squid Games has been viewed 140 million times. The TV industry is famous for reboots. They seem to be the most profitable norm, and that's what L.A. does, the most profitable norm. They're not trying to hit moonshots. They're trying to keep their jobs in creative. And I can tell you, working in radio, I worked for some CBS stations that there was a lot of people who are just old dinosaurs doing everything they could to keep their job. I can't give you one guy's name because he's an icon, but I'll say he has a ponytail or he had a ponytail. I don't know what he looks like now. But he'd be going, like, yeah, man, cool. When you're on, give a good money vibe, a good money vibe. People won't need a good money vibe. And I was like, just let me do what I do. Step aside. Um, but there's a lot of people. Anyway, same thing in L.A. A lot of people trying to hold on to their creative jobs. The TV industry is famous for reboot. Same with movies. If you think, take a look at the number of tickets sold for the last Star Wars movie versus the number of people watching Money Heist, it's comparable. And that's like the biggest Star Wars movie ever kind of thing. And that's got the – what Netflix done was was shocking. And it's going to change history. So we get some made for – or remade for TV this fall, including Dexter, New Blood. I'm not excited by it. I loved it the first time around. But, yeah, it's a – we're going to revisit an old friend who happens to be a serial killer. HBO Max has got Gossip Girl. There's a reboot of Sex in the City. Amazon, I think it was Amazon, just came out with I Know What You Did Last Summer. The reboot machine is just going into, you know, again and again and again. Everything on Disney+, Plus, Star Wars, The Mighty Ducks, Doogie Howser. And then you get some shockingly original IP. And guess what? People worldwide wanted it. You didn't have to give us the average. You could have given us the best. Um, and I say, good for you, Netflix. Good for you. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money investing and more. You can always find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Uh, 
Let's take a quick look at the numbers. SP 500 down five, the Dow down 123, the NASDAQ down 50. We opened in the green, the SP 500 and the Dow have found some red. The NASDAQ's holding its big tech movement today. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 